Welcome to Academy Days, a Christian fiction podcast for teen girls. I'm your host and author, Judith. Welcome to the story. Academy Days, Episode 43, Hide Away. London stared at her father, but it's Carmen's going away party, as in she's leaving for college soon. She's going away. If I miss the party, I won't get to see her again until December. I have to say goodbye. London, please listen a moment. Dad pinched the stems of his glasses, as if straightening them before delivering an especially deep historical explanation. We have something to explain. London slowly sat down on the edge of the couch. About why you guys have been acting a little wonky lately, because you have. Talking all intense and then stopping when I come into the room. And acting all jumpy when you're working on projects for the senator. I mean, I'm not the most perceptive person in the world, but I can see when my parents are nerved up. But why would a goodbye party make you nervous? It's not the specific gathering we're worried about. Mom bent forward and scrunched a ripple back into the burlap ribbon running through the coffee table centerpiece. It's letting you go much of anywhere right now. London blinked. Do I have a fatally contagious disease the doctor didn't tell me about? I know I had a checkup last week. London, just hold on a moment. Dad rubbed the back of his neck. We're trying to tell you about something important, but it's not easy because your mother and I sort of stumbled into it without without completely understanding what we were doing. London stared from mom to dad. You didn't join a cult, did you? We're not going to move into a compound and wear long electric blue dresses and make our own soap or something, are we? Dad grinned. First of all, I'd never join a cult where I had to wear an electric blue dress. Second of all, Mom said, I already make my own soap and candles. Then what? Dad raised a hand. Listen. London gulped back another wild assumption. Kay, she mumbled. The room went quiet. Dad cleared his throat and pinched his glasses stems again. So you recall the first job your mother did for the senator? Just nod. London rolled her eyes and bobbed her head. Okay, well, he really appreciated her work, and when he found out I refurbished furniture, he commissioned me to redo several pieces, and has continued to hire your mom and I for jobs at his second house. I know, but what? Dad shook his head. Listen. So, the senator met us one day for lunch. A fabulously delicious lunch in a beautiful private dining room. The flower arrangements. Dear, please. Dad laid a hand on hers. So the senator asked us to do a little surveillance installation for him. He didn't want to hire a professional for fear his son was tracking his activity. His son? The grouch. Why would he care if his dad had extra security installed? Dad leaned forward, elbows on knees, his hands spread out like he was about to discuss ancient philosophers with one of his teacher friends. Well, because he wanted to spy on his son. London sat up. Uh, isn't that taking parental oversight a bit far? 
The man has to be close to 30. Sounds kind of creepy. Maybe, Mom chewed on a fingernail. Except, he and the FBI suspect the son of some pretty deep criminal activity. London nearly fell off her chair. Did, did you say the FBI? Mom squirmed. Yeah, they're sort of involved, too. They agree with the senator that your father and I would be about the most unsuspicious people to work undercover as possible. London jumped up. Undercover? Like, like spies? She dug her fingers into her updo and turned a quick circle. My parents are working undercover for a state official and the FBI, and they didn't tell me. My history bookworm father and my washi tape-obsessed mother? Spies? I think spy would be too dramatic a label, Mom said. We just make it possible to collect information. We don't even know what that information is. So are you done? I mean... Did you install whatever it was that you needed to install the last time we were at the horse farm? Mom and Dad exchanged a look. Well, we expected to do a little bit more work in the apartment. It's meant for Thornton, the son, but, uh, it seems we won't be returning, Dad said. Thornton located one of the cameras and was somewhat incensed. Mom pulled the burlap ribbon free of the centerpiece and began to roll it into a spool. I thought I screwed the air vent back on tightly, but when the AC kicked on, the vent rattled, and Thornton checked it to see if it needed a screw and found one of the bugs I'd hidden. London stood still, so he figured out who placed it. Mom and Dad nodded. And he's mad at you? Mom and Dad nodded. Like, really mad? Dad heaved a big breath. London, we're going to go away for a few weeks. Vacation? Um, at the expense of the United States government. What? London shrieked. London wrapped a blanket snug around her head and over her ears. The plane engine was classical music compared to the snores of the U.S. Marshal, who slept in the seat in front of her on this tiny airplane. It will only be for a few weeks, Dad had said, until they can collect enough information to arrest Thornton. How do you know it will only take a few weeks? London had asked, staring at the kitchen wall calendar. School started in two weeks, her senior year of school with all its special last moments. Because he only discovered one of the bugs. While his father was away from the estate, he hosted some people at the manor house. And you put a bug in that buffet sideboard, didn't you? That's why you were all mysterious about those tools in the bottom compartment of your box. Dad had nodded. So, they've collected enough leads to point them in the right direction for catching Thornton in the midst of his evil doings. London had raised her eyebrows, evil doings. Dad shrugged, illegal activity. Now London glanced out the window of the airplane. They'd driven to the Baltimore airport that night. At three in the morning, the sky was still dark. Where were they going? This was crazy like something out of Hollywood. The marshal snored in his sleep. 
Except in Hollywood, the agents assigned to her family would be young and romantic. Their current protector, Mr. Burgers, was Dad's age, his hair tinged with gray, and he'd already enjoyed a long discussion with Dad about the ancient roots of democracy. Why aren't you sleeping? Mom asked, sitting up across the aisle. With a slumbering wildebeest one row away? London pulled the blanket away from her head. Mom, I want to go home. Mom hugged her knees. She looked kind of like a vulnerable little girl with her hair pulled over to one side and strands framing her face. I've been thinking, wherever they take us, I bet the decor will be awful. Mom, redecorating is how we got into this mess. Mom shrugged. We might as well make this safe house more comfortable for the next people. A little paint, some pillows, do a lot to wake up a dismal situation. London leaned her head back. Mom might find comfort in splashing some colors around, but what about friends and social occasions and not getting to say goodbye to Carmen or explain to Nora and Lacey why she might not be around the rest of the summer? Just what did Thornton do wrong anyway? London said. Not pay his speeding tickets? He seems to be at the head of some organized crime and one of his thugs may have inadvertently killed the senator's wife. London sat forward, wait. Lacey and I heard the senator saying something about that, about his wife's murder, but Thornton acted like his dad was crazy. Mom nodded. He's tried to insist his father stop bringing up the matter, but the senator loved his wife, and he and Thornton haven't gotten along for years. Poor Helena, London said, thinking of the girl only a little older than herself, who was just getting ready to head off to college like Carmen. Would life be interrupted for her now, too? What with her brother in the sights of the FBI? And how long would this interruption be? Mom leaned over and lifted London's chin with one finger. I'm sure it won't be for long. London laid her cheek against the back of the seat. Mrs. Noah probably said that to Ham, Shem, and Japheth. And look how long they stayed in the ark, she said. How long, Mom said. London heaved a sigh. I don't remember, but many days and nights, plus. Well, London, you'd better hope there are some animals wherever we're going to keep you occupied during the deluge. Welcome to North Carolina, Mr. Burgess said. In a moment we'll land and you will be transported to your temporary housing. London wrinkled her nose. I was kind of hoping for somewhere in Hawaii or maybe Europe. Mr. Burgess shrugged. We're on a budget, however. I think you'll enjoy this spot too. I'm looking forward to it myself. London shoved her folded blanket into her pillowcase, then gathered other odds and ends and stowed them in her backpack. Outside, it was still dark. London took a deep breath of fresh air and then blinked. Water? Salt water? They were near the coast. A car sent two shafts of light across the runway. If their safe house location was near the beach, she might be consolable. Every time she suggested a summer vacation to the beach, Dad would wrinkle his nose and say, But what would we do? 
He seemed to think a vacation without museums and guided tours through historic settings was basically a waste of precious educational time. They drove only a short distance before getting out of the vehicle. The sound of waves rushing past each other made London want to dance with glee. Yes, finally. Maybe Thornton would elude arrest long enough for her to get a tan. This way, Mr. Burgers said. They trooped down a pier toward a boat. Wait, London gripped Dad's arm. Maybe Mr. Burgers is about to set us adrift in the Atlantic Ocean. Maybe he's actually one of the bad guys. She yanked to a stop. Maybe we should run. Dad tugged her towards the boat. London, you're traumatized. It's the only explanation for why you sound like Lacey Winters at this moment. London paused before stepping into the motorboat. I'd take the time to be insulted, but I'm too exhausted. Besides, Lacey is my adopted little sister, and I'm fond of her. Good, Mom said from behind them, but get into the boat. I'm prone to seasickness, and I want to get this over with. Mr. Burgers, London said, settling into a seat, I think we would all be in a better mood right now if we were doing this at a decent hour of the day and after drinking a refreshing pineapple and spinach smoothie. Sorry, scheduling isn't my department, Mr. Burgers said, giving the marshal at the helm the signal to start. Mom leaned her head on Dad's shoulder. Dear, look at that sunrise, she mumbled. Ew, London said, don't try to be romantic right now. Mom covered her mouth. I'm not. I'm trying to distract myself from thoughts of pulverized spinach because in about two minutes, I'm going to feel like throwing up all over this very ship-shaped boat. Dad rubbed Mom's shoulder. You see, London, you've blamed me all these years for avoiding a beach vacation, and all this time, I've been protecting your mother's sensitive stomach. London leaned her head back, letting the wind do whatever it liked to her hair. Dad, you don't get seasick sitting on a beach towel or eating shrimp and scallops at an open-air restaurant. The boat bounced over a wave and then another. London, Mom moaned, no food, please. London nudged Mr. Berger's shoulder. Since you so kindly confiscated our mobile devices, would you please take a picture of me with my parents? for memory's sake, because I may never get to see the ocean again after this trip is over. Mr. Burgers laughed and snapped a few photos with his phone. I'll print them as soon as you all are safely back home. London sat back and drank in the sparkles of light and color blooming from the sunrise on the eastern horizon. She squinted. Wait, that's not a reflection on the water. That's a light. Is there a ship out there? She pointed towards a flash of light in the distance. Nope, a lighthouse. Oh. London fixed her eyes on the flash of light and soon saw the thin spire of a lighthouse in the distance. It grew more distinct, a white and black patterned tower dwarfing a two-story white house nearby. We're going to stay on an island? London breathed. Mr. Burgers nodded. Welcome to your home away from home. London leaned her elbows on the edge of the boat and took in the view. It was gorgeous and majestic and a little lonely all at the same time. 
She glanced back at her parents. Her mom's eyes were squeezed tightly shut as she gripped Dad's arm. Dad was staring up towards the walkway, running around the lantern of the lighthouse, probably wondering when the structure had been built and by whom, and if anybody had bothered to write one of those historical marker boards, and if they hadn't, maybe he could take it in hand to do during their stay. London looked towards the two U.S. Marshals. They were at least 20 years older than herself. Just who was she going to talk to during this spontaneous vacation? And what if it was a vacation that didn't end for a very long time? Or ever? Thank you for listening to another episode of Academy Days. Towards the end of April, somebody else left another kind review. Thanks for the time and the support. Until next time, bye!